0: Okay. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Okay Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Camila. And today we're going to give you a brief overview about Anime Expo and our escapades there and a little cool thing that Camila did Ooh. while we were down there and it was awesome and fun. So, Like I said, we're going to be doing a brief overview, and if you'd like to hear more about all the juicy details, you can head on over to our patron content, content. and we will be divulging it all there. Yeah. Um, This is where we're just going to get really (laughs)
1: complainy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But this episode's interview is with Monique, the Harajuku
1: Day LA fashion walk coordinator. Yeah, yeah. There's like a team that gets together. So they're kind of like the face of it right now and they get to talking about the commodification of J fashion in like convention events and with social media with corporations. Corporations like hot topic and things. And it's a very interesting topic because there's so much, like, kind of popularity going on with this scene. Like, different places wanting to bite a little bit of it. Just to be like, hey, we see that this alternative fashion scene is, like, really cool and and happening with the kids. But we they're w-
0: not brave enough to take a giant bite out of it. They <laughs> yeah. only want to nibble.
1: Yeah, exactly. They only want the amount that can be sold. <laughs> yeah, marketable. Yeah, marketable amount of it. And just seeing, like... Is that good? Is that bad? Is it someplace in between? What's the effects of it on our community? Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for you all to hear. It was a really fun interview. Yeah, yeah, it was. And that kind of brings us into like Anime Expo. It's a very large event that benefits From our fashion scene as well as other scenes. But it's kind of lopsided about how much they invest in it. So we get more into that in the interview. But we attended Anime Expo as press. We did. It was... A roller coaster. Right. Totally different than attending as a model or a vendor for me or just a regular attendee person. Or a
0: guest. Yeah,
1: or a guest. Yeah.
0: Again, we're not going to get into too many details here. And if you would like to hear more of the deets, you can head on over to our Patreon, become a $3 patron, and we will send you over that content for pitching
1: in a little bit to the podcast. Overview-wise, yeah. We had some good times. We had some bad times. <laughs>
0: it was the worst of the times, times. It was, it was the, the best, best of times.
1: <laughs> we got to meet some really cool people. It's still a good convention for that. I think the guests this year, the fashion guests were H. Naoto, Kurei Bayashi, Yo something or other. I
0: forgot his name. I'm not familiar with him. He was another oh, model yeah, guest. Yeah, model
1: guest. Acryl Candy. Yes. Hypeland. Hypeland. Yep. Hot Topic. Which was like kind of a weird placement to us. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. I kind of get
0: it because they are combining fashion with geekdom. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really want to touch on in the future. How we are getting into like... Geek fashion, like with K-Club, Geek Chic yeah, was their newest
1: entry in the K-Club. And I know that um, Oda Q and um, Miss Octopi they do feature designs that kind of mix together the Fairy K or Decorah K styles with things like Animal Crossing, Mm -hmm. Sailor Moon, D&D, like Dice and aspects like
0: that. So I think that... Geek J-fashion is something that's totally marketable and Mm -hmm. is totally something that is really something that is up and coming and blossoming. Mm -hmm. Hypeland's entire line was a collaboration with Bleach. Right, right. But Hot Topic, I don't think is very J-fashion. It's more like just casual Western fashion. I mean, there is the German goth influence in the beginning, but it's kind of transformed.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just like regular clothes that also have a character face on them or something. But yeah, the Hot Topic line kind of just seemed like their usual stuff that's in the store. T-shirts and shorts and different things that just have the character's face or something. It didn't really say J-fashion.
0: Yeah, it didn't say anything that was alternative or avant-garde.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whereas Hyplan, it really felt like it was um, street street fashion. fashion. And then had like elements of things from Bleach, Whether you just wanted to stick to the old, like, t-shirt with with the cast on the front of it. Or or, if you wanted a bomber jacket and some
0: cool-looking,
1: trip-pant-looking pants. Yeah, or some, like, some jeans with, like, prints on them. So, yeah, they had some really cool items that if you wanted to really step up your geek chic game, you could use their items. But Hot Topic didn't seem like they were really... It didn't seem like they put a lot into it. We're getting, we're divulging Yeah, now. we're divulging. Okay. We're divulging too much. Okay. So. <laughs> but we got to interview really cool people. Yes, we Our got patrons know who we interviewed. A lot of really cool content. <laughs> Kamila had a really, really awesome pop-up shop. Yeah, so this wasn't at Anime Expo, but really close to that area. There's little Tokyo in LA, and there's the Fickle Wish store, and I had a pop-up there, So I was there for the anniversary party that they had on the Friday of Anime Expo. And a lot of people who were like models and different people who attended Anime Expo came out to the Fickle Wish store to get portraits drawn by me and some other artists. And then I had a whole little section where you can buy some of my items. And my items are still there. They're going to be there for at least a month. Yeah, that was really cool. It was really fun to hang out with the fashion show models afterwards.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is like a call out to all my like high school drama geeks. (laughs) Like after the show, you go to Denny's. And it's oh, like hanging right. out with the with the actors at Denny's. Yeah, yeah. And that was just like a little tradition. So it felt like that. We're like we're hanging out with the models and just like having a good old time. They're all mm-hmm. tired. We're all tired. Right. Everyone's tired, but we're just like having a cool hangout right. sesh in right. our little space.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Really great turnout. There were some raffle prizes. Yeah, and then there was the collaboration shirt. And I
0: think that after this trip, it's going to open up a lot of new gateways for us because we did a collaboration with a certain person and we did some vlogging and it was our first time vlogging Mm -hmm. as OK Podcast. Yeah. And it was really interesting and really fun. And I think... I mean, at the beginning of our OK Podcast journey, we did try to do more on-the-scene news coverage kind of stuff. And I think that would be a cool new-slash-old angle to get into again. Especially
1: now that we have more listeners and everything since when we first, first started. So then we'll get more of a reaction from those things, and we can really see whether people will like that. Yeah, so... I'm brainstorming now, so look for some (laughs) new
0: stuff. Who knows? Maybe, I I think we have a YouTube channel, but I don't think we ever use Use it. it?
1: Yeah. I think it's there, but
0: it's dormant and it's never been touched Mm -hmm. once before. And I don't even think we have one, but that might be something that we start getting Mm -hmm. into. Who knows? Getting down to the gist of it. Let's throw it on over to our interview that we had with Monique Mm -hmm. about commodification of j fashion in high
1: key events
0: hey y'all it's hayden it's Kamala we've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content and we make it because it's important and we love to do it.
1: Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests.
0: And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests.
1: Like what it's like to be in a Garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan.
0: There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much, and now, back to the show. Woo! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Camila and.
2: Oh, it's Monique. Hey, mm.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that entrance.
0: <laughs> right now, we are currently in our hotel room at Anime Expo, and we have Monique Lee, the beautiful, wonderful, amazing, dedicated, perfect oh, Harajuku shit. Day L.A. coordinator, who has done so much work for the J. Fashion community and who I admire and respect so much. Oh shit, I do
1: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dang, thank you
2: for that. Yeah, I
0: appreciate that. yeah. And today we're. Gonna Going to be speaking with Monique about the corporatization of Japanese street fashion. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I personally feel it's a really important issue, especially since it is AX right now and Anime Expo does have a fashion show. And I think that with Anime Expo being such a massive convention, there's bound to be some corporatization in there and it comes into play with every convention that J Fashion
1: Mm. is a part of. You know, we also have things that are like Hooked on the Look or the end. NHK, Kauai ambassador. What is it? Kauai leader. Kauai
2: leader, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so we have those sorts of titles and shows and things that use alternative fashion and J fashion as something to, you know, display on their channel, so... Monique, the
0: first question that we have for you is, how did you first get into J fashion? Start with the basics.
2: All right. I mean, I've always been into fashion from a young age. I was like drawing out my outfits I would wear for the next day, you Mm -hmm. know, like in elementary school. I got more into Japanese fashion. When I was younger, my dad was traveling overseas to do business. Um, he kind of, like, would tell me about where he was going, and I was mm-hmm. really interested. You know, of course, as a teenager, kind of getting into the anime scene, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and you start, like, fishing around, like, oh, what's, what's Misa wearing from <laughs> that? No, Kind of, Oh, she's an Ida. What's that mean? You kind of get into it. I guess I just kind of got really into uh well, I've always been into rap music so I got really into Japanese rap music so that was kind of just like throughout my teenage years so there was always like a connection to like Japanese media so seeing like Harajuku fashion through the internet was just kind of like an obvious like it's gonna pop up in your I don't know maybe you would like this YouTube search right. you know yeah I was just really into making kind of like Harajuku street fashion things as a teenager I went to like a more fashion based high school so I was able to do things in there like fashion shows which was really good and it just kind of continued from there I think I think w- w- one thing that really pushed it for me into actually like putting it on was actually uh, is that when she started like releasing things and people were looking at it like oh what is this crazy fashion i was like i yeah. know it when and some, it's yeah. time to take it there yeah. When sebastian matsuda started working <laughs> <Yeah>. with her <laughs> it's just like what are all is that a microphone coming out of your, he- your ear and i was like it is and i know who that artist is and let me show you now i yes. have to guide you so.
1: <laughs> all right so how did you become a coordinator for harajuku day
2: well, uh, Harajuku Day is a all styles inclusive fashion meetup in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, it was originally started by John Wu, who is a was a professional uh, anime like, cosplay photographer, mm-hmm. uh, and he was started looking through like fruits magazines, and he was like, "Oh, this is where it's at. We need to do Harajuku fashion." So he's, he created Harajuku Day. That's um, the
1: greatest. I know. Usually <laughs> you know, if it's someone's in the cosplay, it's just like, ah, you know, whatever. I'm going to stick with the cosplay deal. Nah. He's, he's <laughs> like, John
2: is just this uh, really, really wonderful person. And I, everyone that has been able to work with him and been around him is really blessed. Uh, he's really cool. Um, I went to the very first Harajuku Day while well, I was in college. A little baby just got my braces. (laughs) Um, And, you know, just kind of kept going every month. And eventually they had uh, maybe about a year in, they wanted to set up a meetup at Anime Expo. And I was like, well, I know some people in Anime Expo. Let me do that for you. And they were like, oh, okay, well, let's do that. I was told I could kind of like set up the meetup there. So I did. It was our first meetup and we got Junyan to be there. And we had a really big, cool meetup. Oh, I remember seeing that one from, like, afar across the internet, being like, I gotta go to the expo! (laughs) It was really cool. I mean, we just kind of lucked out that the year Harajuku Day started is the year that Junyan decided to go. From then on, John and the uh, two other coordinators, one being Larney, she's been around since the beginning, you know, they were like, well, we'd like to just make you full-time. Do you want to, like, stay on it? And I was like, yeah, and I've been there ever since, coming Ah, up four-year anniversary in November.
1: Ooh,
2: Amazing. wow. Yeah! Be a cool event wow. for that. I know. Oh, well, you uh, oh, you don't even know. Oh, <laughs> I'll
0: tell
2: you about it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
0: <laughs> Was there a specific moment that you realized that conventions, events and uh, fashion companies started commodifying J fashion? Was there like something that really hit you where you're like I know what that is. Why is it here? I don't want to say like appropriating, because I think that comes with a bit of a different stance. (laughs) But more so like they're using it as a way to like they're not doing it. Yeah, they're not doing it necessarily
2: for the community. They're doing it for like Oh, I see, I see, I see. An impression factor. Mm -hmm. Oh, I understand. Okay, so I guess my answer would be a little bit different. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I have always seen people in J fashion at anime expo and at conventions that was very alternative scene when it comes to like people that are into anime kind of also brings alternative fashion Mm -hmm. but that becomes Harajuku and Shibuya fashion so that's okay I think actually the first year that Junyan came I don't think we had any like big brands from Japan besides Lolita mm-hmm. things so I think Lolita has kind of always been around they've always had the brands I think I'm not sure if ACD's I don't think ACD's are, I, was there. I can't mm. remember but no I, no no yeah wasn't there. I feel like the first time I really saw it and really felt as though maybe they were just bringing it for cash I think was just mm-hmm. it was just really when I was working behind the scenes of the fashion show mm. you know and then yeah, you're that's like yeah when you start figuring you know, that stuff out yeah you know like if, if you really respected what you did, you would at least tell the guest who these people are or tell the people that work for you like, hey, this is so-and-so designer, this is so-and-so designer like Rima from ACDC Reg has become like, you know, a close friend and to Mm -hmm. see how many times people did not know who he was. Yep. Kicked him out of rooms, you oh, know, yeah. like, like, where he would totally belong in yeah. if they had known. If they had known. And, you know, Mia Kamila, uh, and I experienced it trying to get into the yeah. fashion show. people go, there's a fashion show? Yeah, Are you serious? You know, so it's, yeah, you know, like, being
1: models, we were trying to get in. So, and, you know, the AX lines <laughs> are ridiculous. <laughs> and we have these fitting times and rehearsals and different things like that that we have to attend at certain times. And we would experience not being Able to get in at the times that we needed to. We would need to get there like at 6 a.m., like before mm-hmm. the convention opened and stuff like that, and staff would never know what we were talking about. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I think I give it a little bit of leeway. Less of, do they really not care about what we do? Mm. Or, you know, they're more focused on the anime. Do they not care on mm-hmm. our fashion? Or is it just the overall incompetence? Because, you know, there's <laughs> problems every year. You know, it just right, happens. Right. And plus, you know, we're at a place called the Anime Expo. And I understand if we're not catered to. I understand if they're trying to bring more people mm-hmm. in to, like, get more money. But I'm yeah. honestly not sure, really, if I could say...
1: As far as, like, people who have worked with Anime Expo to put on these shows, it's kind of like they have not been happy about what's been provided to them mm-hmm. for the work that they are doing. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's an issue in particular for, for Anime Expo, at least. Oh, also no no fashion panels. Oh, exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no fashion panels.
0: I, yeah. I know for a fact that there were at least ten of them entered this yeah. year oh, and yeah. not a single one of them
2: are we don't G P Day does not apply for Anime Expo anymore we get picked up for uh, fashion 101 mm-hmm. how to panels at every other convention mm-hmm. that we apply to mm-hmm. but we do not get it every year at Anime <laughs> Expo you know every time at the same time it has like one of the biggest
1: Fashion shows. Yeah. And I'm just like, so why do you have the fashion show? But no panels. But no right. panels
2: that actually speak to the community and then can grow the community. I would give half of my arm <laughs> to, <laughs> to listen to Haruka Kurobayashi yes. talk about how she got into the modeling mm-hmm. industry. I yeah. would give an arm and a leg. Yes. And, you know, we, we don't get that. We get an autograph panel, you know, yeah. which is fine. But, you know, things would be cooler. But again, of course, it's an anime expo. can't Mm -hmm. expect much but when it is run by something someone called like you know Japanese American Association Mm -hmm. and stuff that's what they wanted to press on with that part of culture and I
1: mean I think we're talking about just like what conventions or events or outlets do it in a way that's balanced you know a business Mm -hmm. but also wanting to contribute to the community that they're trying to sell to as well and it kind of seems a little bit lopsided Where it's just like, we want to provide the consumer aspect of it, but we don't want to provide the community aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, So how do you think convention leaders view J-fashion?
2: It's hard for me to say. I never know what people are thinking. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can never really yeah. know. You can never really know if somebody behind the scenes is like, "Yeah, we need to do fashion," and then you know the board of panels is like, "No, thank and you." Yeah, you know? right. You don't so, know
1: who's saying no, who's yeah, saying yes. Yeah,
2: the way that I feel personally, I'm not saying that it's held by any fact or merit. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't think enough event organizers or convention leaders really give a shit. I feel like it's, like, seen as, like, kind of a a niche thing. You know, anime, you know, you put, like, Miku in the front of a thing, and they're like, oh, fuck. Shit, you know, so like the, you know, Miku, we're gonna get a bunch of people, yeah, even though she's not anime. I know, don't yell at me, you know. I feel like you know, you put what you, you know, like fucking Haruka Kurabassi, one of yes. the biggest fucking models, walks around, nobody talks to her, you know, like yeah, like a ACDC right, everybody walks around, nobody knows who he is, yeah, you know, like right. all these people that are like big in our community, especially like I feel like those two people, especially, are really trying to give back to like global communities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like no, nobody knows who they are, and, and leaders don't pay special attention, they don't have to Someone walking around with them, like, right, and like rarely, handlers you and know. things
1: like that. In which yeah. uh, there's other conventions though that they will have handlers That's and true. they will be given more respect.
2: I just think even if, you know, conventions want to be more profitable, I -hmm. think they should put more of a pin on at least being respectful, you know, to, to people in the J fashion community. That brings to me
1: again, like, the panel aspect. I'm just like, you can build upon what you've started by having these panels featuring the designers and different things like that, because then people will know what we're talking about. So then when they invite someone else again, someone's just like, oh... I know about this designer now. I feel even closer to the products that yeah. I buy from them. And I feel it's like such an untapped demographic yeah. here because
0: there is, I feel, a budding subculture of a combination of like nerdy street fashion. Mm-hmm. Those those motherfuckers who walk around with eye Gau shirts. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you are so brave.
2: <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Why are you not doing gay fashion? <laughs> yeah.
1: um, or the, the music scene, the DJs. They yeah, love yeah, the yeah. like and galaxy. I f- and and <laughs> I feel
2: that those people could be so into it, but they're just not getting that exposure. Of course, Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like in and out of fashion history, we've always seen people taking upon different countries, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, this is Chanel's new line, it's from Italy, you know, Mm -hmm. like that kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. Once we draw like the alternative cultures as well, they take Mm -hmm. from different kind of places, you know, Mm -hmm. and it ends up being that this whole like kind of monetization of the geek culture and like anime Mm -hmm. culture right now. Yeah, you know, it does leave a lot of opportunities for people to get into J fashion. Of course, it does open a lot of problematic yeah, kind of things, things that could, you know like too. misunderstandings yeah, misunderstandings you know maybe uh japanese signers being taken advantage of mm-hmm. huge markup things right, like that of right. course that could happen but it would it would be really cool if they, we were able to see geek fashion in a way that wasn't just Han Solo sweater or something like that or right. if, you know like some you know kind of geeky kind of branch, you know, like based off a movie or a Disney thing. Right. Like, why can't it be like, let's show these people what Harajuku fashion is about. If you want to like live that geek life, mm-hmm. like maybe you'll want to live this kind of lifestyle too. Too Right, you know?
1: right. Or incorporate it into how you live. So we've been talking a lot about conventions and I'm pretty sure we're going to get back to that, but I also wanted to get your take on things like the NHK's kawaii Leader, contest and things like Hooked on the Look. I know that you've worked with things like Refinery29 and things yeah, like that yeah. to do these little videos and stuff like that. What what has been your experience?
2: I feel like there's more disingenuous interest and in reporting rather than genuine interest. Unfortunately, I had a lot of bad experiences with some companies mm-hmm. coming to Harajuku Day to try to film and things like that. Absolute mess. The amount of like disrespect Mm-hmm. For our time and what we do, I ignored a company's email because they asked me if they wanted to watch us get into costume. Ooh. And I was like, "Oh no, yeah. thank you." Yeah, and then they <laughs> that just like, me like sounds grody yeah, yeah. want to watch you get into your costume yeah i was like oh, jesus and then they messaged me back like oh we haven't received a response and i was like oh don't um don't yeah no money. yeah <laughs> and then yeah it was just like a lot i could we could have a separate podcast about that. <laughs> well, we're not gonna do that yeah I feel as though it's possible that a lot of these things kind of has, this interest has um, a genuine core, you know, mm-hmm. with NHK's kawaii leader, just like, oh, you know, around the world, here's these mm-hmm. different people. But there's, like, things they could be doing better. They could What they yeah. could be giving back to the community would be fantastic. Oh, there's, there's a kawaii leader from Brazil. Let's go to Brazil and let's film right. an episode in right. right. Mexico. Let's go to Mexico. Let's right. film their Harajuku Fest in Mexico, you know, right. which they have, you know? Right, right. But then and it ends up being like, oh, you're a kawaii leader, so we're gonna ask you to videotape yourself <laughs> you know, yeah. wherever you are. Tell us what's going on, yeah. Come to Japan for a little bit, dress up, bye. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, but wh- what is how's that helping my community? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, how is it being a leader? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, how am I, I leading? I, I feel know. like exactly. the name of it, it seems to just be kawaii winner, <laughs> yeah, 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 Just all like,
1: oh, you're just the trip winner In person, trip, well, yeah, it's just be kawaii winner, but That's... I feel like they. Ask you questions that are just like, oh, you know, what would you do if you won, you know, Kawhi Leader? And, like, how do you interact with the J-fashion community in your area and stuff like that? And with those questions, I'm thinking, yeah, they're considering those. And then they ask for, like, how many followers and stuff yes. you have on your social media. And the winners kind of tend to be connected to those numbers. Yep. And it's kind of just like, oh, okay, so this isn't really about the style and the interest or how much of a leader they are in their local community or in their country or something like that. It makes me suspicious mm-hmm. of yeah, what the great. core of this is because then I start thinking like, oh, it's just about getting NHK
0: more views Yeah more yeah. views
1: Or something like that Instead of it being like Oh we want to pick This person That's going to like I'd love that they had Like they'd fund Some sort of event Or project mm-hmm. and I'm just like mm-hmm. Oh That'd at least then It would be really important That those answers To those questions Are genuine Or exciting Or something like that mm-hmm. Otherwise it doesn't Really make an impact Besides I guess you getting The trophy of it I guess Right and just being able To say it on your social media Like Yeah oh, add yeah, it to your Kawaii resume May, which mm-hmm. you know <laughs> adding stuff like that to your kawaii resume is really cool and <laughs> I do not fault you if you want that on your thing because yeah. like yeah. it is a cool opportunity yeah. you get a trip to Japan you get to be on international TV like that's really awesome it's just like the theme of this episode is kind of like looking yeah, deeper yeah we've already been on right exactly <laughs> like we've been there <laughs> the shots of us yeah oh but you had a full ass interview
2: didn't you <laughs> oh what? oh I did
1: the uh, kawaii report Order yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, And I took that so seriously <laughs> when I was like bestowed that honor. So I totally get that. It's just like thinking about it in a deeper sense. What's the importance of these things? Mm-hmm.
0: So I think with these companies and events that are using our image to benefit Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. How do you think that the J-fashion community can make a safe and supportive
2: space for themselves? Oh, we can just tell them to fuck off every time we fucking see them. (laughs) I just, I, you know, Harajuku Day has gone through a lot of trial and error. I think we genuinely open ourselves up to people trying to, like, do videos, and we're like, maybe you're genuinely trying to see who we are. The best thing we can do, especially to be supportive and have a safe space for each other is Mm -hmm. just genuinely define our rules and boundaries boundaries. you know at Harajuku Day one of the things we do is when people come up and ask us for pictures we ask the group Mm -hmm. you know do you feel comfortable with this do you want to take a picture with this person do you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. you know and everyone that isn't comfortable can step out Uh, something we also do to just make sure that we do have boundaries is you know when people try to take pictures of us without our permission yeah we vocalize it and we flip them off usually, you know, like into the <laughs> Hell cameras. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, what no, do you do that.
1: when it comes to, like, people wanting to, to film those times. videos? Do you ask
2: the group? Is it like, yeah, like we Yeah, we ask announce- the group. What we do is usually when someone comes to us, we usually, um, you know, with Refinery29, we tried to look at what they had done in the past. Like, mm. did this seem respectful? Did this seem like they were, gen- they weren't trying to be like, oh, look at these crazy people, mm-hmm. you know, look so. Look at these weirdos. Weirdos, <laughs> they spend money on this, you know, like that right, kind of a right. thing so we try to do like a background check we usually just kind of put it up on our event page like hey these people are going to be here if you are not comfortable with it let us know we're going to keep you away from that and again it's always been trial and error that's what we've done in the past and i don't really think we're going to do that anymore We had a really wonderful experience with Hooked on the Look Mm -hmm. recently. That was filming Kaya, a toy baby, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and they came to Harajuku Day Look, and it was a a one-man operation, and he was the coolest dude. His name was Colin. Shout out, Colin. Uh, super cool had just like got off filming like six weeks with Billie Eilish oh. Yeah, and he was like yeah she loves Harajuku fashion like she's super into it like if she saw you guys like she'd be like hell yeah she'd love you guys <laughs> you know he was really cool really knew knew what he was doing you know mm-hmm. and he even had said costume once and then he was like wait a second I didn't <laughs> mean that <laughs> it was really cool so it's um, he nice was dealing with one person
1: right yeah then it's just like oh, nothing gosh. gets like mistranslated mm-hmm. and there's not so Someone else who's trying to get this trying. other goal
2: I was dealing with like four white ladies oh that did not know what they were doing they were this hi how are you doing hi yeah so this looks great we need all the colorful people because we don't want people thinking that it's all dark fashion so can we get all the colorful people we're not gonna film them anymore like uh, so rude and then like of course oh god they were just terrible <laughs> so you know just set ground rules Have a common meet-up I think. And Mm -hmm. just make sure everybody feels comfortable. I just want to add,
1: like creating our own media yeah you know like doing our own like zines Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um you know there's things like k club making our own stores there's like um place in texas that's opening kuroshiro yes exactly for the people by the people Mm -hmm, sort of mm -hmm. thing and then we can like create the media for
2: ourselves and and control that oh yeah i mean if you're into J fashion and you want to interview someone in yeah. J fashion, you're going to know what to ask and how to be respectful, and you're going to be able to ask deeper questions than, than so, someone who doesn't. How long know. does it take you to get ready in the morning? Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. How do you keep all those clips on your hair? You know, how like much do you spend? Yeah, you know, it's fine. You can ask those questions, right. but if you actually like want to be deeper into what we're doing, like, mm-hmm. I'm up your game, bro. Mm-hmm, your game. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Should the J Fashion community separate ourselves
2: from the convention scene? Why or why not? I don't think anime conventions are becoming less profitable or going away anytime mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you wanna be a part of the convention scene you should be. Feel free right. to. There's so many cool independent artists. Yeah. You know, it's that are still the best there. way
1: to Uh, see these brands in person and meet designers and network and network yeah Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and
2: that's great john woo when he first started harajuku day one of his end goals was he wanted to make like harajuku con if he wanted to make a convention just so you know we would feel comfortable at a convention that was just for us right you know Mm -hmm. i thought that was really admirable something cool that would be great if something like that could happen in the future and we Mm -hmm. don't have to choose separation of church and state you know
1: <laughs> right there could be room for both i mean there's paradiso for lolitas and things like that i'd love to see
2: one that's more general mm-hmm. yeah that'd be great that'd be great to have mm-hmm. like a, just everything <laughs> yeah
0: one of our patrons cora asked what are your thoughts on fast fashion becoming a greater presence in the j fashion community and is it problematic or helpful i mean a hot topic is that the fashion show this year for anime well.
2: exactly I mean, that is a heavy loaded question because fast fashion, even though you know it's not great for the environment, it does allow a lot of people in lower income brackets. To Actually, be able to afford something right. like oh, I went to Forever 21 and I bought these jelly shoes that were pastel mm-hmm. and they were like $10. Yeah, you know? and I finally am able to achieve mm-hmm. the look that mm-hmm. I couldn't right. before. Yeah, and when I grew up, we didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is I, I, everything I'm wearing right now, I got from like the you know, the what you call it, the, uh, the second hand. I think it's really cool that, that fast fashion we're allowed to cycle through so many different looks. So, mm-hmm. that way you can get through the pastels, get through the goth, get through the stuff, right. and, and it becomes like quick, easy fashion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether I think it's becoming a greater presence in the uh, fashion community and bringing it down, of course there's some aspect to it. Be- right, yeah. Because the, the core of a lot of fashion is the haute couture, you know, the, the mm-hmm. street the fashion, the underground. Yeah, and it, it becomes like who's building their own outfits. Mm-hmm. Who, who's making it? And the, the people that make the most, the biggest, the coolest, the most, you know, like wild, out, oh wild outfits mm-hmm. that is what becomes translated to everyday wear.
1: That will always be the case no Mm -hmm. matter what with with fast fashion like there's going to be somebody who's going to innovate and it's not going to be something you're going to be able to buy in a store
2: right that's always what's going to happen and if there's too much fast fashion sometimes the way that we create these amazing avant-garde looks so we get out of you know the way that i create my looks Mm -hmm. is because i don't do not have Mm -hmm. because i do not have those things with me so i have to make a belt out of bottle caps. You know, right. I I have yeah. to like, Innovate. you know, exactly. Yeah. You know, like I have to put these beanie babies, old beanie babies, coat them up and put them in my hair. You know, yeah. So exactly. that's that's always a thing. But I mean, feel... you still can't buy that in the store. Exactly. Beanie to <laughs> babies together. You can't. A... <laughs> you can, <if laughs> we can get. This. You know, like I right. feel like as we go forward, we'll see more of the effect of it. Mm-hmm. Though I do feel it, it may be unfair to blame fast fashion on you know you know this generation maybe Mm -hmm. not being motivated to pull out their looks Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's other shit
1: right (laughs) yeah i would feel like it the more it's on the companies choosing the way that they make their clothes i feel like if if they made some more ethical decisions yes the prices would go up but that means people are getting hired at the right wages and safety and like maybe that could mean more jobs more income Mm -hmm, Mm And another patron question from Cora was, how do you feel about fast fashion being blamed for the decline of Harajuku fashion in the district itself in the
2: past few years? I feel like I just answered that question. Yeah, 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 that's true. It's kind of like similar. But the one disclaimer I would say is I'm not in Japan. I'm not in Harajuku. I don't know Mm -hmm. shit about shit. You know, all I can say is like, yo, know, I'm like from outside stance looking in. Right. And I can see it in the in LA. Yeah, you know, is that there's there's queens out here like mm-hmm. supreme. Like, yeah, yeah, just just doing it. But you know, and some of it's just like, oh, where'd you get that girl? Like fashionable, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Yeah, I feel like it's just what you do with it. I don't know. Honestly. I
1: could mm-hmm. add though that there was a lot of stuff going on with the economy. People do not have enough money mm-hmm. to spend on these seventy-two dollar shirts right. and stuff like that. And so I think with the with the decline of the economy is what really sparked off like not being able to splurge on the slower fashion brands mm-hmm. and then fast fashion capitalized on like hey you're not able to afford this look at this thinner cheaper mm-hmm. quality thing that you can get right now right yeah.
0: <laughs> all in all fuck capitalism <laughs> yeah. right
1: exactly so i think like <laughs> that kind of like spurred it more than like fast fashion happening and then that's what happened. It's just like, cannot afford it as much anymore. Right. Um, Also tourism. So it's it's less of a safe space to be there. So these stores, rents rising Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of the tourism there. And so it's just... I feel like it's just going to move or become more spread out, maybe just not, like, one district anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, but, I feel yeah. like... It already yeah. has started to spread. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, feel like, you know, back in the day, you would see articles, like, old, old articles in Japanese fashion magazines where it was like, oh, it's the westernization of clothes, like, the decline of street fashion. Mm. you know like there was a lot of stuff and there was shit like that too like the new yeah. yorkers are bringing their fucking boots like what <laughs> are we gonna do you You're know right. like there was a bunch of shit like that you know it it goes through the times i feel like it's okay to mourn it's okay to mm. mourn a period that you grew up in you right. really love and and it's not the same one yeah to stay the same yeah and, and that's totally fine and that's okay you can mourn for that but you know you, you can go on with hope and you don't have to be like, oh, like you can buy a full set outfit in Harjuku. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but there's also people making yeah. their outfits out of trash.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's always going to happen. We're always going to make outfits out of trash in the future. That's um, true. And I always make my outfits. It's just going to be different trash. trash. <laughs> it's just going to be different trash. And we're a part of it. We make the trash. Yeah. We make the trash. We are the present we're trash. The trash. Yeah, we're the,
0: we're trash. the trash. We're the trash. We're the trash. The world is going to burn
1: anyway. So. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> May as well
0: do our part now and start reducing that fire. Right, right, (laughs) right. mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming out here. You are
2: very welcome. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of great insight, and I think a good insider look as to how we can do better for our own community.
2: Yeah, and I feel like if anybody needs any kind of advice on how to make things happen in their own Mm. city, you can always go to more experienced members. You can always message Harajuku Day, and ask for advice you know whether you're mm. having a problem with something or you're not or you're just trying to find like a fun safe space you can always mm. let us know we have a few minds on it and if we don't know we'll ask somebody that shows yep. up
0: yeah. <laughs> and with that this has been okay podcast my name is Hayden
1: my name's Kamila, and
2: oh that's me my, my Monique uh, hi
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will see you all next time bye Bye-bye. fuck off <laughs> <laughs>